listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Welcome to Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora, and we are back to talk not one but two episodes of Mm -hmm. Loki Season 2, the season finale, but maybe the series finale, too, Mm -hmm. if one of the writers Mm -hmm. is to be believed. Uh, Anyway, they said, uh, gosh, I can't remember their name off the top of my head, but... Um, this is not a guarantee of, of anything. They worked as a writer on both seasons of the show and said that they approached it as like two halves of a book. And, uh, you know, season one was the first half season two is the second half and the book is done. And as far as they're concerned, there, there are no rumblings or plans of a season three, which doesn't mean that these characters will not appear elsewhere, but that there's no plan for a season three, but, Ah, oh, I don't know. I kind of, I, mean, I, I kind of want feel, a third. It felt season. like a finale, though. It felt like an end. <laughs> in a, in a way, it felt like, it felt like the completion of a thing, but it mm-hmm. left it open enough that there could be a return. And mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that sort of came out of the finale, but we can't get to the finale before we talk about the penultimate episode, episode five, science slash fiction so the immediate end result of the 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 time loom the loom of time exploding is that loki survives it but everyone else has vanished in the tva headquarters and it starts to spaghettify itself loki escapes as he begins time slipping again taking him to branched timelines where his friends mobius hunter b15 casey and orboros are reset to their original lives uh mobius is don uh hunter b15 is dr verity uh casey uh dr verity willis Casey is Frank Morris and orboros as dr ad doug respectively Waiting to time slip before the explosion, Loki enlists Doug's help with Loki unable to control his time slipping. Uh, It's so much easier to just call him Obi. Proposes Loki to gather everyone present at the explosion back together so that their collective temporal aura might be able to send them back to the right time and place. Obi builds a tempad using a TVA guidebook that Loki kept on his person. Uh, good thing he did that, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Loki succeeds in gathering everyone else to Obi's workshop, except for Sylvie, who has retained all of her memories. Refusing to help, Sylvie gets Loki to admit his true motivation. He wants his friends back and fears being alone. 
when everything in Sylvie's timeline starts to spaghettify, she goes back to Loki for help. However, everything in uh, Doug slash OB's workshop also starts to spaghettify, as does Frank, uh, Don, Willis, Sylvie, all of them. Loki mm-hmm. finally manages to control his time slipping by focusing on a person, declaring that he can now rewrite the story. And Loki time slips to just before the explosion by focusing on OB. Aurora, what did you think of episode five? I am I am really glad that we are discussing both of these episodes in one uh, yeah, really recording f- because it fits they, better. They, yes. And uh um I feel like this episode focused on the the old Loki and the next one is the new Loki because this one uh, you know, the conclusion is that everything that he's doing is because it's selfish, because it was, you know, what he had back. Um, but if we look at the people that he wants back, they all have pretty nice lives mm-hmm. where they're at. Um, so I, I'm i just thrilled that I got to see Mobius. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Why he has an obsession with jet skis? <laughs> works at a works at a jet ski dealership, and I love the fact that Loki comes in and he's like the TVA, and he's like ATVs. I have ATVs. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like oh don't worry, I got those. <laughs> I love that, and and um, I love the fact that he's a single dad mm-hmm. in the timeline, and um, it shows you know the fear that he had that if he sees this he actually had a good life um yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see later but um but it, it it confirms his fears that uh he actually yeah had a good life now here's yeah. an here's an interesting thing i feel like um i feel like the only person that felt like you could contend had a happy life was B-15, Dr. Verity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she looked like she loved her job. I don't mm-hmm. know if she was like a pediatric surgeon or it looked like yeah. she dealt with kids. Right. But, right. um, <sighs> so Mobius, like it does look, I was torn between, it's actually kind of n- a normal life. Yeah. But, in some ways, I thought I thought that there were some hints of unhappiness there, too, yeah. like imperfections. Mm-hmm. So um, they do sort of stray away from it a little bit, but it is hinted at that his wife left him. Right. And there are moments where when Loki shows up at the dealership and he's so obsessed with wanting to make the sale that he's like, hey, your kids are calling. And he's like, I'll call them back. Right, right, right. Um, That there's kind of a workaholic mentality there that maybe Mm -hmm. he sort of is a little too obsessed with jet skis. Like, maybe it's... But I I saw this as maybe someone that doesn't realize how good he has it. Right. And later we, you know, maybe he like does realize that he had a good life. Yeah. Um, That's why I I mean that. Yeah. um, I mean, when everything is. You can clearly see he loves his kids. Yeah. Especially um, at the end. Maybe it's not the life he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. When everything Mm -hmm. is sort of spaghettifying, he's like, wait, wait, no, I got to get back to my kids. Right. right. Like, that's his first thought. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Casey is the the, the least expected outcome (laughs) 
for him. And this is one of, I did not expect this to be the case, but it's really cementing why I love Loki so much. And it's really, it's not like they planned it this way because nobody working on that show knows me, but they included (laughs) two of my favorite unsolved mysteries of all time in season one. It was, uh, Loki was DB Cooper, which is Mm -hmm. one of my Mm -hmm. favorite mysteries, uh, ever, even though I'm pretty sure I, the likely outcome is not very interesting, but the thought of the mystery, not knowing for sure is fascinating. And one of the other ones is the only people to have ever successfully escaped from Alcatraz. Mm -hmm. And one of them, one of those people is a real life person named Frank Morris, who is who Casey is. (laughs) And if you see a real life picture of Frank Morris, they kind of look alike (laughs) even too. So I feel like this had to be done from like from the get go Mm -hmm. Uh, when they're Mm -hmm. developing these sorts of things. They're like, I wonder, should we should we pick like real people from the timeline to have been plucked and put in the TVA? I thought that was fascinating. Like what really happened to the guys that escaped Alcatraz is probably that they didn't make it, uh, across the water. Um, more likely than not, but the, the mystery of it is fun and we don't really know for sure what happened. And as soon as they started doing this prison escape, as soon as I recognized the dummy (laughs) on the bed, I'm like, wait, is this Alcatraz? Uh, Because they went to some lengths in here, including basically the presenting the setup of exactly how they escaped with like paper mache dummies and escaping through like the hole in the wall that they made uh, and crawling through like the underground and coming up on the outside with the makeshift Mm -hmm. raft. All of that stuff was in there. I thought all of that was, was fantastic. Clearly somebody is a fan of, of unsolved mysteries or, or, or or true crime or something. I know. Right. (laughs) Uh, so I thought that was great, but clearly his life wasn't super duper great. Um, and AD Doug, like OB, he didn't seem, he seemed either oblivious to the fact that he was unsuccessful or he was just so optimistic Mm -hmm. um, because he desperately wanted to be this writer, but he wasn't. The funny thing is though, on the opposite side, he's like, I'm just like a really successful astrophysicist or whatever it is, a particle (laughs) physicist or something. No big deal. It's like, but it's like, eh, whatever, like what I really want to be is a science fiction writer. He's like, I want to write, he's basically like, I want to write Star Trek stuff. He's like, I don't care right, about like, right. you know, it doesn't matter that I have like a, a, a master's PhD from. But I, but I love yeah. the idea that because he's such a fan of sci-fi yeah. and Loki appears and tells him this bizarre story of time slipping and all that. He's just like, yeah, that I, makes sense. <laughs> I love when stuff like that happens when uh, <laughs> time travel stuff happens to like nerdy people or sci-fi people are just like i know i've i always thought something like this might happen uh i thought that was awesome and (laughs) i loved yeah i loved all of that setup for sure yeah i would have loved if they had said something along the lines of oh yeah i watched doctor who i know what you're talking about like something like that (laughs) i've seen every episode of classic doctor who and all of the new stuff and yeah this i i'm shocked it hasn't happened before now yeah that sort of thing uh i really uh i i was not 
I'm a little perplexed as to why Sylvie kept all of her memories, but I'm not entirely mm. perplexed by it. Um, part of it, you could just say, like, she's Loki, and Loki's yeah. memories weren't wiped, and he was not returned to the timeline from whence he came. Uh, but you could also make the argument that Sylvie's timeline doesn't exist anymore, and... Uh, mm. all the other ones did, but I, I don't know. It's so hard yeah. because of the wibbly wobbliness of all of this. Um, that made me think if every Loki variant is a god. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if that's the case, then it makes sense. Yeah. That she would keep her memories, but mm-hmm. that's under the assumption that every Loki variant. Yeah is yeah i don't know (laughs) i don't know um i guess it depends on the timeline yeah it's hard to say yeah it's hard Mm -hmm. but i really enjoyed it nonetheless like that that part didn't um didn't really affect the story for me i i wasn't Mm -hmm. surprised that she was like no i don't want to help you i i don't want to you know i don't want to go back and do any of this with the 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 problem became though that because the loom was not able to be repaired and it was overloading um she went back to her to her branched timeline where she was happy and mm. it starts coming apart uh and actually mm. a really great scene cuz she goes to this uh, it's such a low key scene. She just goes to this, I guess, pun intended. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> she goes to this record store and this guy is, you know, she's just like, I'm, I'm looking for something that hits between, I'm looking for this vibe. And he's like, right. this will be the record. It's some velvet underground record, but she just sits down puts on some headphones and is listening to this track. And the world is sort of, spaghettifying around her yep. and the the clerk at the the counter tries to warn her at like the very last second um, Yeah, i do have a question about that scene hmm. because okay before everything becomes spaghettified yeah someone comes in the store no no i don't think so yes they do because they the, they the the little bell rings oh does it yeah, but before the uh, before they show the bell ringing, you see someone come in, and I could have mm-hmm. sworn it was Loki. Hmm. And I was like, "Is Loki there?" But then that it happens so fast. Someone comes in, and you can kind of see kind of like their silhouette. Yeah. And then they they zoom in on the bell ringing, and the clerk is like looking at the bell, like, "Oh, someone came in." Um. And then everything spaghettifies, and I thought something was going to happen, like that person that came in, whether it's Loki or whatever, would have a role, um, but nothing happened. And I was like, was that intentional, or was it just just a random person, <laughs> just a random customer coming well, in? I don't know. Like, we know that he visited that timeline, like he was sort of involuntarily slipping there. Right. And... Uh, I thought that was really outside the McDonald's, but maybe it happened by the record store mm-hmm. too. That's possible. Um, yeah, it was, I, it was weird. It was like very quick. I did so think I that that know. I did think that that scene was beautiful, though. All those spaghettification yes. scenes were really kind of mm-hmm. fascinating to watch and interesting. 
Um, also, uh, points go for a visual joke that probably should not have made me laugh, but it absolutely <laughs> did. And I'm talking about the last time that Loki time slipped in front of Mobius's, uh, um, his ski shop mm-hmm. or whatever, his uh, water ski place or jet ski place. And they have one of those uh, wacky waving inflatable tube men outside. <laughs> and Loki like time skips right in front of it while like moving like the arm flaily guy. <laughs> and it should not have made me chuckle. And it did. Uh, so I feel guilty about that. But uh, I thought that was, it was such a weird gag to put in there. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I could just see the conversation of somebody being like, what if he like pops in and he happens to just look like the arm flailing guy? People love those <laughs> stupid flaily arm guys. Yes. I don't know what it is. There's just something there's something about them. People love those They're things. Funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I like the whole uh, like his conversation with uh with with ADOB um mm-hmm. about uh you know, trying to control the the time slipping, and uh, like trying to think of all the ways that, or all the ways that you could do it, or whatever. And it turns out to be, you know, not a time or a place, but a person. Right. And uh, I also love that he's so smart that he is also like this is the second person that they're like, here's a guidebook, and he's like, I'll make a big temp pad, essentially. <laughs> Um, but I thought that was, I thought all of that stuff was cool. It was fun. Yeah. It was just interesting to see mm-hmm. these other people's lives and yeah. where they came from and what they did of all of them. Casey feels like by far the most mm-hmm. different yes, from his absolutely. real life person. Like OB feels like OB, uh, real life Mobius was basically just like real Mobius. Yeah. They all had the same, uh, personality and for the like most quirky part. traits yeah. except Casey. Yeah. Because Casey is kind of like uh very cautious and um very by the book at right. the TVA. And then knowing that he was you know like a was it like a robber, was it? I I'm not sure. They because I know that there was a moment, I don't know if it's in the next episode that uh, something disappears and they like look at him. Like they just steal it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if it's just them being making assumptions because he was in prison or <laughs> if he was actually a robber. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was so it was so weird to me because um, even even Hunter B-15, she has a lot of we learn like when she sort of taps into it a little bit, has a lot of empathy and stuff. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, that comes from being a, a doctor, especially a, a children's doctor. Right. And. Yeah, Casey is by far the weirdest because he is so by the book and mm-hmm. meek and, yeah. you know, uh, and Frank maybe Morris Maybe he was wrongly convicted. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, it's hard to say. I'm not even, yeah. I'm not 100% sure what uh, Frank Morris did, but mm, uh, yeah, to know. to end up in... Alcatraz. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. Uh, 
Let's see here. He was uh, convicted of his first criminal offense at 13 and by his late teens was arrested for crimes ranging from narcotics possession to armed robbery. He spent most of his early years in jail serving lunch to prisoners, later was arrested for grand larceny in Miami Beach, car theft and armed robbery. Morris reportedly ranked in the top 2% of general population in intelligence as measured by IQ, testing at 133. He served time in Florida and Georgia, then escaped the Louisiana State Penitentiary while serving 10 years for bank robbery. He was recaptured a year later, uh, committing a burglary and sent to Alcatraz in 1960 as inmate number AZ-1441. So he was a a robber then. Yeah. Yeah. Armed robbery. Uh, And it just seemed like uh, he wasn't like a mass murderer or anything, but it seems like they sent him to Alcatraz because he kept committing crimes and he also kept escaping. He was smart. Uh, But he was smart, obviously, Mm -hmm. because he's one of the reasons why they're the only group of people to ever escape. It was supposed to be four people, but I believe one was killed, I think, before. Something like that. Escaping. I don't remember the whole deal. But anyway, long, long way long of saying I really enjoyed this episode. And it was not quite what I was expecting coming Mm -hmm. from that ending, but it wasn't too far off from that ending either. Um, I had a feeling like people would be sent back to where they came from, but I thought that that would be Loki that would be happening to him too, but it was not. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, any final thoughts on episode five and what would you give it? No, I agree. I I loved it. And I, I love the fact that we were kind of like a little bit confused at the beginning of Mm -hmm. the season. And with this episode, like everything came like it was like okay now things are making sense now and I love that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I gave this a four and a half. Okay, I gave this four and yeah. three quarters. Mm-hmm. I thought this was great fun, and that led into the season finale, episode six, glorious purpose. Perfect title. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Loki time slips to the moment right before the loom's explosion. Despite his attempt, the loom always fails and cannot accommodate the infinite branches. He thinks that it is a scaling problem, uh, which really they should have thought of at first, because (laughs) when you think about uh, the multiverse and what would constitute a multiverse, you would there would have to be sort of an infinite number. Right. And it's really hard to accommodate infinity. Mm-hmm. Loki slips to the moment, but just before Sylvie kills he who remains, uh, he tells Loki that the loom is in fact not what it appears to be. It is instead a failsafe. Uh, it's supposed to explode in case the TVA cannot properly prune timelines uh, if it reaches a stage where it cannot contain the number of timelines within it it will explode and will wipe out everything but the sacred timeline Mm -hmm. overloading it protects the sacred timeline by deleting the branches along with the tva he who remains suggests loki kill sylvie to save the loom which loki rejects after speaking with mobius and sylvie at different moments in time loki replaces victor timely in approaching the loom Loki destroys the loom and then magically revives the dying timelines and rearranges them into a tree-like structure, committing himself to oversee the branches in solitude at the end of time. 
The TVA accepts the growing branches and now tracks he who remains variants, with Mob- Mobius reporting that one of them has been stopped on Earth's uh, stopped on Earth 616's adjacent realm. So they're talking mm-hmm. about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. B-15 becomes one of the TVA's leaders. OB reactivates a now friendly Miss Minutes and rewrites a new TVA guidebook with Timely as the co-author. Meanwhile, in 1863, Victor Timely never receives the TVA guidebook. Renslayer awakens in the void and encounters Eliath. Mobius retires from the TVA and he and Sylvie observe Don and Don's children. Aurora, what did you think of episode six? This is fantastic. Right? It was amazing. (laughs) It was amazing. I loved this episode so much. This uh, is, I think, the best episode of either season of the show. Oh, yeah. And 100%. Probably the best episode of Marvel, like MCU TV they've ever made. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was incredible. I I love, I mean, the nerd that I am, I love anything that has to do with, like, going back and forth time to fix something. Yeah. And just going, like, the bulk of the episode is Loki just going back and forth at different times, trying to find out how to save the loom. Mm-hmm. And there's a moment where he's like, he asks OB and Timely how long will it take me to learn everything you know? And they're like, decades, centuries. And he actually goes back and learns all of that. So we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of years Mm -hmm. that Loki went back and forth to try to save this. Yeah, and that was for a failed attempt. Yes. As well. I thought that was like, I mean, to me, that's just amazing to know. It's it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um. And for him to go through all that just to realize that he just has to sacrifice himself to save yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and that's why I said uh, that the previous episode felt like old Loki, mm-hmm. that, you know, selfish God that's just thinking about himself all the yep. time. And now in this episode, we have kind of like a new Loki that's sacrificing himself for people. Yes. Um, and I thought that was incredible. Yeah. I, yeah. um, so this did not contain the bootstrap paradox that I thought that it would. It does contain one, but it doesn't contain the one that I thought it would, which would be all of these events have to happen because it has to cause the war to lead mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. he who remains being at the end. But instead it was kind of revealed, like it was sort of hinted at this would just start another war. Not right. not create the original one in the first place. Like it would just happen again. It would just right. create another war. Uh, uh, the vi- the victor of which is not known. And uh, there is sort of a, a bootstrap paradox in so much as he who remains expected to die. Then his plans would be to give the book to timely and for things to play out as they were because the plan was to let the the loom act as its failsafe, go off and erase everything except for the sacred timeline, mm-hmm. because that was mm-hmm. always what he who remains wanted to do was maintain that timeline. And, but it's, it's quickly started. Uh, one of the things that I absolutely loved about this episode, it's not even my favorite thing in the episode, 
But one of my favorite things in this episode was Loki trying to determine what the right thing to do is. Right. As a god who is supposed Mm -hmm. to be a god who does godly Mm -hmm. things. And he has Sylvie as a counterbalance who is godlike, but definitely doesn't parade around like she is one. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he does not want to kill her. Mm -hmm. But the option is really, do I let the loom go off and preserve the sacred timeline? Or do I destroy the loom and let the, the multiverse exist? Right. And it all boils down to Sylvie being like, look, uh, like I understand that you want to prevent this war, but you're preventing this war by essentially erasing all of these universes, all of the people that are in them. Like, who are you to decide, you know, for them? Shouldn't they get a chance mm-hmm. to decide their own fate? Shouldn't they get mm-hmm. a chance to, to fight if they want to fight? Um, and ultimately that is what he decides to do in the end. He decides to go and destroy the loom and that, uh, like instantly spawns like not just a few branch timelines, but the, the entire multiverse just kind of springs up. And I just have to say that when he's walking through that, Mm -hmm. uh, thing, that long, like platform. Yeah. Like his outfit changes to like his like Loki outfit. Yes. And I thought yeah. that looks so cool. And then, you know, mm-hmm. when he gets to the end where he's like grabbing all the timelines, mm-hmm. he has like the horns. Like it was just Yes. It looked amazing. And I, was, I loved every second of it. He went not only to your point did he do this thing to be uh helpful to others, mm-hmm. but he's like an unseen unknown God. He's doing yeah. this for no recognition. Just a handful of people know that he's doing this. Yeah. And they are, they're not even sure what he's done or where he's gone. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that's it. And he's just yeah. there. And the idea of him in this, on this throne and he's literally physically, I think that's one of the interesting visuals of this is he is physically holding it together. Holding it. Yes. Yeah. Like, and that's what he will do like for eternity forever. Like he Mm -hmm. will just sit there and hold it all together. Now, maybe not forever. I have a feeling like we'll get to see him again at some point. I hope so, because that gave me kind of anxiety. I, I right? cannot stay still sitting right? for more than five minutes without wanting to like get yes. fidgety and look at my phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I imagine just sitting there holding the timelines and just just, just waiting. Um, but clearly, I love the tree uh, iconography. Oh, it like beautiful, it rem- and it reminded me immediately of like the God of War games because you're oh yeah you traverse that I you traverse a similar tree mm-hmm. uh, to go between realms. In, yep. in that game, uh, I thought that was all quite tremendous. And Loki is now sort mm-hmm. of this Prometheus figure that, yep. um, and it, it's such a great arc for him. Like what he, what he came from, like not even from season one of this show, but like the first Thor movie to now is 
like this is a you know like a Tony Stark level character arc. No, yeah, that they've and done. They, you know, they did the title uh, "Glorious Purpose," and you know that's his line. He's burdened with glorious purpose, purpose and right. the whole time we've been hearing him say this in a very mm-hmm. selfish way, yeah. and. To end with an actual glorious purpose for yes. good. So great. It's amazing. It's yeah. perfect. And, you know, his the thing that they're like, your purpose is to lose. Like right. every timeline you lose. You're you're not supposed mm-hmm. to win. And yep. here he is, like winning in the end. Mm-hmm. But it's a win in a way that like we know, but right. very few people know. Mm-hmm. And he's not doing it for for personal gain. He's just doing it because he felt it was the right thing to do. And yep. what a what a tremendous even if that is the end of the character in the MCU. I mean, it's not because he's not dead, but I mean, if it's even if it is for some reason the last time we ever see the character, that's a great way to send off. So 100%. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought that was fantastic. Um, yeah. My absolute favorite moment though in this whole thing and it just comes down to owen wilson like he's been great throughout (laughs) the whole series Mm -hmm. uh i and his the chemistry with him and tom hiddleston has been amazing we've talked about it a million times Mm -hmm. but for whatever reason uh he, he and he's always been fun and he's always had a couple of good moments but he had this one line near the end and it was so perfect where uh, he's just watching Don mm-hmm. on the on the sacred timeline, hanging out with his kids or whatever, and he's talking with Sylvie. Now, Sylvie, I like she does feel kind of she did have this big moment, obviously, like her conversation with Loki. Right. And she had more to do in this episode than she has in any of the other previous ones, but it's clear that they didn't have a ton for her because even at the end of this episode when he's like, Hey, what are you what are you gonna be doing? And she's like, I don't know. Whatevs. <laughs> I got a, I got a, I got a work clothes at McDonald's, so I'm, I guess I'm gonna go yeah. do that. And, and she says, she, she also says, isn't it weird that Loki's in here, like very casually? Even too. though she's Loki too, but like that was, <laughs> I, I would have been like, you're kinda. I mean, you know, we don't call you that, but like, you know, you kind of are, right? You're here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's like, what are you gonna do? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, I think I'm just gonna stay here for a little bit and let time pass. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh my God, such a great line, poetic, yeah. beautiful, yeah. brilliant, like mm-hmm. makes me want to cry. It uh, made me want to cry too. It was yeah. so, it was so good. Um, yep. He couldn't participate in that life, no. but mm-hmm. he just wanted to be there for a minute in a place where time existed and just soak it in for a little bit. And yeah. what would you do if you were playing with your kids outside and you looked over across the street? And, and there's there another you, me. You, you standing there. Just standing there. I would be terrified. <laughs> that is so scary to think of. So I'm glad they didn't <laughs> notice. Um, but that's, that's horrifying. Like, that's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh, my God. What if he like the other guy looks up and sees yeah. himself? staring? Right? Terrifying. <laughs> And they're just staring. <sighs> I mean, I think that, you know, being the nerds we are, we probably will be like, is this like a time is this a, traveling? A, yeah, is thing? there like a paradox <laughs> happening right now? Yeah. Oh my God, is Stratric and Dr. Who are right? It's actually happening. Can tell me, quick, tell me who wins yeah. the next World Series. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to place bets. Um, yes, yes. Something like that. Uh, <laughs> 
Renslayer got almost no send off. It was weird. Like we just got her in the void and we get yeah. like the uh the saving money on visual effects Eliath, which is lights mm-hmm. and wind purple, and noise. Purple haze. Purple haze and noise. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh I don't know what the future is in store for this like this is sort of the this is sort of some of the like this acts as a closing, but it is very open ended still. Like the TVA, right. um, you know, maybe it's the end of Mobius, but like, what else? What else is he gonna do? Mm-hmm. He can't mm-hmm. go back and live on the timeline. So, like, what what will he do? I don't know. Right. Um, I have a feeling we'll see some of these characters again. I like that the TVA is sort of refitted. Like the posters have like the tree on it. Right. And it's like mm-hmm. about protecting everybody now yep. and yep. finding Kang variants. Now, the thing that I think is uh, could be potentially interesting here, because we don't really get to know what the fate of he who remains is. Maybe he's dead. Maybe he's not. Mm. Yeah. I feel like, though, the way that they handled this ending makes it possible for them to either recast Kang or to completely remove Kang as the villain for the Avengers yeah. movies. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's entirely possible that you could do that. Um, I'm not I'm not sure I feel about it, and I guess it really depends. Obviously, the, uh, the actor strike is over, mm-hmm. which is great news. Uh, but a lot of things are pushed back. Next year, there is only one Marvel movie slated mm-hmm. for the entire year, which is weird. It is Deadpool, which is now MCU. I don't know what you've yep. heard about the Deadpool movie or Deadpool three. Um, uh, not much. Or the plot for the the supposed plot for it. So it is like it is Deadpool and it is Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in like a team oh, yeah. up mm-hmm. movie. But it is MCU canon. I don't know if it's officially part of the phase. Or not, but I know that it's I know that it's MCU canon, and there is the talk about the supposed plot for the movie actually sees Deadpool and Wolverine as being pulled from their timelines by the TVA mm. to mm-hmm. kind of like they want them to like go universe or multiverse hopping to start building an army for like the war i mean i would love to i would love to see that bull and wolverine with mobius yeah can you imagine <laughs> that'll be great or ob just yeah hanging out. i mean can we make it a th- can we make it a three-way with like ob sort of like hanging out and deadpool yeah. can make some indiana jones jokes because <laughs> he absolutely <laughs> would um because uh, I'm just waiting for him to call him a short round, and you know yeah, what yeah, happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, there's been all sorts of talk about that movie. Like, I've heard that Taylor Swift might be in that movie playing a a Marvel character. Oh. Like, she was. There are plenty of photos of her hanging around with those people while they were filming. Uh, I know. Uh, apparently, Elizabeth Olsen is rumored to be in the movie as Scarlet Witch. Mm. And there could be just like a, a bunch of appearances in that movie. So, um, and the only other thing that has been, uh, the only other thing that's been confirmed, because Ryan Reynolds confirmed it, is that Dogpool will be in it uh, <laughs> as well, which is just a, 
just the the muddiest looking dog you've ever seen in your life in kind of a haphazard <laughs> Deadpool costume. And he said this little guy is giving the, the merchandising people at Disney all sorts of trouble trying to come up with plushies for it. Because <laughs> uh, he's just got like, he's just a mangy looking dog with like a tongue mm-hmm. hanging out. And yeah, looks a, looks hilarious and adorable. Uh, but so far, that is the only movie slated for next year. There are... There's at least one TV show we know for a fact that's happening next year, and that's Echo, uh, the trailer for which looks incredible if you haven't seen it yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it looks awesome, and it's going to be a TVMA show, so it's going to have kind of that feel of of the Netflix shows. Uh, So that'll be be fun. The trailer for it looks crazy, and Kingpin is back. Um, She... She did not successfully kill him in Hawkeye, as we guessed mm-hmm. uh, when mm-hmm. that happened. So, uh, and Daredevil is going to be back in that. Those are the, as far as I know, the only two confirmed things with dates for next year. Everything else got everything else got pushed back uh, yeah. because of the yeah. strikes. So, uh, it'll be a. I'm not sure what happens next. I just know that we're as far as Marvel podcasts go, we're done until January, but. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I mean, but it, it was a great way to, you know, to end this, this <laughs> yeah, period. Was. Yeah. So yeah, it was. Uh, Holy was smokes. Awesome. Okay. So final thoughts on episode six and what would you give it? Uh, it was fantastic. And I take back everything I said at the beginning of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I gave it a five. Yeah. I obviously. gave this a five yeah. as well. Yeah. Like a, a very strong five as, as, as firm a five as I can give an mm-hmm. episode or movie. Uh, this was fantastic. I absolutely yes. loved it. Uh, well, everybody, go check out the show. And then if you haven't yet, go. I don't know what you're doing here because the the finale discussion. But head on over to cinemageekly.com and check out the archives of the show, especially if you want to listen uh, to us talk about Loki from the beginning. All of that mm-hmm. stuff is on there. But uh, Aurora and I have been talking about Marvel TV shows since the first season of Daredevil on yes. Netflix so you can go all the way back all of that stuff is on Disney Plus yep. so you can go check out all of those things the archives are up on cinemageekly.com of course this is a listener supported podcast and there are some ways you can help out there we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly, we have the merch store geeklymerch.com, Aurora has seen that I am working on a key lime pie inspired oh my God, Loki shirt yes. <laughs> I'm still working on the I'm still working, I can't decide if it's uh, key lime for all time or for all lime always. Uh, <laughs> I can't tell if you like that one. I got to try it with the other wording and see how that goes. Um, but she's already seen the picture. So that, that, that'll that yeah. probably end up on the shop soon. Uh, links for those are in the show notes for this episode. Uh, and of course, you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Audible. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hit subscribe, and uh, that way you can come back after the holidays into the new year to hear us talk about uh, Echo on Disney+. Plus. 